Attention all podcasts of the Solar Federation. We have assumed control. We have assumed control. We have assumed control. I'm gonna fight him up. A seven nation army couldn't hold me back. They're gonna rip it off. Take the time right behind my back. And I'm talking to myself at night because I can't forget. Back and forth through my mind behind the sick. Welcome to the Intergalactic Boombox, geek news and wacky voice mayhem with your host, voice actor Kyle Abair. The question of the week. PlayStation Plus is being merged with PlayStation Now and being relaunched this June with three new membership tiers to choose from. You get PlayStation Essential, Extra, or Premium. PlayStation Essential is like PlayStation Plus currently. Online multiplayer, two free games a month. Extra, tax on access to an additional 400 games. And then Premium adds another over 350 or so retro titles dating back to PS1 and uh, some PSP titles too and some limited game trials. Let's see what the people have to say. Laura D says, which is the once or twice a year I play Fallout 76 for two days straight and never touch it again plan? John is free. He's going with premium, primarily for the older gen games. Dan Connolly staying with Essential because he's not made of money. Arius Lupus had already bought the PS Now service, and that is going to convert over to premium. Yeah, I wasn't sold on premium until I read online about a loophole and ended up taking advantage. And unfortunately, Sony has since removed it. It was a pretty cool glitch, though. I was able to buy multiple years of PS Now, meaning that I'd end up getting premium for half price. And half price, definitely a much better deal, considering $120 for everything for just one year. Samurai Snake is going with Essential. The $120 price tag and placing PS1, 2, and PSP games behind a paywall ain't worth it. I'd rather individually pay for those old games and download them. Divine Nix is going with Premium for sure. Josh Rasp says, none. Story Taylor wants to see more about what actual games are going to be available before deciding, specifically the older PlayStation games. No question. Is pop culture good or bad in today's society? You know what? I say it's more good than bad because people can learn things intertwined with things that they're interested in. Escapism and entertainment, man, that's therapy. We need a break from a harsh reality. Now, It's bad in that sci-fi concepts in film, dating back for decades, eventually start to creep into reality like AI and robots becoming sentient and biotech. Like the creators of fiction are maybe subconsciously planting seeds that drive invention. Sounds great on paper, could be scary in actuality. So what's your take on pop culture's influence on today's society? At BoomboxPod or send a Boostagram message with a Podcasting 2.0 app from newpodcastapps.com. Hollywood has been at least tinkering with the idea of a Crow reboot. Over the past decade or so, a few years back, Jason Momoa was going to play the angst-ridden Eric Draven, but then that imploded, as many projects do. Fast forward to now, and a $50 million budgeted new take on The Crow is set to begin filming this summer, starring Pennywise himself, Bill Skarsgård. 
took a little bit to get used to that idea for me, but I'm warming up to it. Skarsgård has done excellent work in all the roles that I've seen him in over the years. The Brandon Lee original from 94, that deviated a good bit from the original comic, but still worked out quite well. And killer soundtrack, hello. The Crow comics that it was based on, they're black and white, very gothic, visually striking, and laced with poetic dialogue and a bit of the ultraviolence. They quickly went out of print, leading to many reprintings and trade paperback sales. And by the time I learned about it, I snagged some of those reprints back in the early 90s. And I eventually met the uh, the creator, James O'Barr, at a con. And I commissioned a crow ink sketch from him for a mere $50 back then. I still have it, and it's awesome. This modern reimagining, though, will be directed by Rupert Sanders, who gave a spectacularly bland, mediocre fare like Ghost in the Shell with Scarlett Johansson. That gives me pause. Though Zach Balin, who wrote the script for the multiple Oscar-winning King Richard, including his screenplay, wrote this new Crow script. So I can sum up my anticipation for this in two words. Cautious optimism! Anime juggernaut Japanese studio Toei announced that their network was hacked in March which has now caused a delay in the production of many of their projects, including fan-favorite One Piece. But the biggest title affected is its upcoming Dragon Ball Super superhero movie, originally supposed to drop in Japan on April 22nd and internationally this summer. A new release date has not yet been announced. Now just a cock a duty minute, what's with this rigmarole? Oh, hey there. Conspiracy here. I'll have you know I'm ready to go Super Saiyan on those hackers. I'd love to give them a swift kick right square in the Dragon Ball. Yeah, I know what you mean, dude. Oh, uh, my nerd rage is over 9,000. I see what you did there. I wish we could just beam the perpetrators on board. What in Jared Leto's second poor comic book role are you getting at, Herbert? Well, this is a spaceship. The intergalactic boombox is quite simple. See, you, you, you see that large metal door over there? The one that says airlock above it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go take a closer look there. Ooh, a giant man cave. Intriguing design choices. Hey, what the- Oh, I totally didn't mean for that door to close. Why are you hovering your finger over that giant red button? What, this one? Will Conspiracy come back to do his News You Can't Use segment? Find out on the next exciting episode of IBB. Everybody has an impression of Christopher Walken, the actor who needs more cowbell. He has many legendary performances in many classic movies. Now, there's, of course, his own take on the pauses, like William Shatner pauses. But with Walken, there's also this roller coaster of pitch and emphasis. But where did that unusual way of speaking originate? Walken's parents were German and Scottish, had heavy accents, and he says, quote, It's a rhythm thing. People who speak English where they have to hesitate and think of the right word. And I think it rubbed off. Growing up in New York, he was surrounded by many ethnicities. Many wound up inspiring his melting pot of accents. Broken, bizarre, unique. He definitely stood out to various casting directors. Dude is a chameleon in every sense of the word. He dances like Fred Astaire in that old Fat Boy Slim music video. And what a time to be alive. We live in a world, folks, where Christopher Walken sings, I want to be like you, as King Louie in Jon Favreau's live-action Jungle Book. <laughs> He needs more VO roles, you know? I think it'd be awesome if Cartoon Network would hire him to be the promo announcer and have him just screw up pronunciations and no one bothers to correct him. Coming up on Cartoon Network, Dragon Balls, Gundam Wing, and a double shot on Naruto. What kind of ninja wears 
Revenge. Twitter Blue is a $3 a month subscription service which lets you get up to a 60-second buffer in case you want to rethink what you put out there for the world to consume. Many have thought, you know what, it's not worth it. The most requested feature has been to simply edit a tweet after posting. Am I right? Yeah! How annoying is it to speak your heart, post, and then you notice a typo? It's like, oh, I got to delete and type it again. and uh, People have already reshared it. Uh, I'm going to lose all my likes. Yeah, April 1st, the official Twitter account tweeted, we are working on an edit button. Yeah, on April 1st, they tweeted that. Turns out a surprising number of people are actually opposed to this idea, citing that it screws with the essence of what Twitter is and that context will get jumbled up. Now, I pay for Twitter Blue because I do like having that 60-second buffer to decide before it actually posts. And I actually just end up using it for typos. It's true, people can screen cap and save tweets anyway. So going back and changing them can end up looking kind of shady, depending on the content. What do you guys think? At Boombox Pod or send a Boostergram via a podcasting 2.0 app from newpodcastapps.com. Morbius is getting lambasted by critics and fans alike, and its star Jared Leto continues his tradition of getting into his roles way too much, making life difficult for his colleagues and crew on the set. The character is seen initially using crutches, and Leto would still use those crutches long after the director called cut end up using them for, like, going to the bathroom, and finally he compromised on using a wheelchair instead to save time. Jared, it turns out, is very method, or as he calls it, immersive acting, staying in character. Could be worse. He could be in the vampire form. Hey, Jared, what time is it? <laughs> Jeez, someone could use a Snickers. Or if you are in the bathroom with him and someone ends up breaking the, the usual one urinal apart rule. <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> Look who's back, baby. From my top secret hidden bunker in Pahrump, Nevada, Ken Spiracy here, with all the news you can't use. Hey, you're welcome, J. Jonah Jerkison. Hey. Oi, 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 what's the frequency, Kenneth? Uh. We rescue you after you were jettisoned out the airlock, and this is the thanks we get. Bruh, we didn't get no thanks. What? Oh. <sighs> Fine. These two tentacle-ridden cosmic slackers beam me aboard some weird egg-shaped craft before I could suffocate in the vacuum of space. I owe you two a debt of gratitude. Uh, what are your names again? Get Higgles. I don't actually care. Go spread your global alien agenda somewhere else. Oh, I did see a taco stand up the road. Let's go abduct somebody from there and watch them question their life choices. Yeah, let's do it. Anywho, here are tonight's leading stories. Mark Hamill has a controversial Star Wars opinion. No, not the green milk on tap from the nipples of a space cow being uh, an endearing character moment. Seems the Tashi Station power converter loving whiner thinks the Star Wars holiday special is underappreciated. Ha! There's a reason, puke fly swatter. It's worse than a thousand Morbius back to back screenings. Or would that be Morbii? Popular TV icons back in 1978 appearing on what equates to a variety show full of goofy skits and musical numbers with iconic characters sprinkled in. Harrison Ford looks bored. Actually, that's par for the course for him. Princess Leia's coked out of her gourd, and you, Mr. Hamill, have more makeup on than a contoured Instagram model. Oh yeah, let's meet Chewbacca's family because that's what we all needed to see. Itchy, mala, lumpy. I prefer to watch a Wookiee getting shaved down and given a makeover. U.S. government declared the Star Wars holiday special so bad, it's an approved torture device at Guantanamo. No! 
Determined to go bankrupt by greenlighting sci-fi epics, Apple TV has announced yet another space drama, Constellation. No connection to Foundation or Invasion, guess they wanted another shun-titled show, featuring Numi Rapace and Jonathan Banks in an action-packed adventure while exploring the mind and all that hippie hooey. Also a conspiracy-based psychological thriller, hmm, I'll be tuning in, you know, for research. And I'm spent. That's all the news you can't use. I'm Conspiracy, live from my dump in Parump. Oh, look at the time. If you listen to this podcast on Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google, all those big names, you are missing out on bonus features. Yes, this podcast has bonus features. There's pictures that display as you listen. There's chapters that give you the freedom to skip around and the ability to stream micropayments in-app as you listen. If you get value out of the show, what is that value? And you just show it back to the podcast. That's what value for value is. Is each episode worth a quarter, a dollar? You decide. When I say the word boostagram, that's a custom amount you send when you like something you hear. That boostagram is the opportunity to send a message that I can reply to on the show here and in app as a comment. Yes, if you get the Fountain app, you can actually see these boostagram messages as comments on each episode. So you want to have fun and not just listen to a podcast, but actually enjoy the interactivity. Snag a free indie podcast app from newpodcastapps.com and see what you're missing out on, man. Remember, Ego is just like dust in the eyes. Without clearing the dust, we can't see anything clearly. So clear the ego and see the world. Or if that ego looks like Kurt Russell as a planet, just run away. That dude's trouble. Till next time, I am out of here.